0: VIP listeners, this episode is being brought to you by Self Made Performance. Private sessions, customized workouts, and the extra help to get you to your fitness goals. Self Made Performance Training in South Philadelphia. Gang, with the holidays right around the corner, you got to stay in shape this time of the year. You don't want to tip the scales. Contact those guys at Self Made and set up your customized workout plan. Or hell, get a gift certificate for a loved one to get them in the gym for this holiday season. Self-made performance for all your personal training and fitness needs. On this episode of On The Mark, we have Taylor Mathis, the Chicago sports chick, joining us. We'll be talking sports with Taylor. We'll be talking college life, how to slide in the DMs, and all things sports and media related. Taylor's a great chick, knows a lot, and she is thrilled to be joining us. On the mark. Can we get my child
1: so high?
0: listeners, we are back. We are ready to rock and roll. We're here at the On The Mark Media Center. Me, myself, and Benny Spielberg. We got everything firing on all cylinders. We're amped up to be here. We're pumped up to be here. But more importantly, we're thrilled you guys are joining us and listening in. Hope you're enjoying the fall so far. Postseason baseball. NFL and college football in full swing the leaves are beginning to fall a little bit of a chill in the air if this goddamn rain will stop we'll really be able to take it to the next level Benny how you feeling
2: I'm feeling great Mark you had a great couple last weeks especially in the sports area Uh, a lot of good things happened for me especially at the sports
0: gambling area
2: uh yeah that was part of it I mean the Phillies finally hit their over win total for me that only took about three weeks for them to get two wins but, uh,
0: wasn't a pretty ending to the Phillies campaign
2: that's all right because they still paid out for me and they're over win total along with a few others but yeah between that I've been nine and one in my super contest entry the last two weeks that's exciting in about 50th place after four weeks we're shooting for that 1.44 million marquee we got a lot of good things working right now
0: it's uh, a beautiful thing Betty you're uh, taking it all in stride like you always do and more importantly, you're the man behind the glass pulling the levers, twisting the knobs, you know, making sure the the water stays at the right level. You're keeping this ship running and, and uh, all full steam ahead.
2: Yeah, I'm a bit of a mad scientist back here, I guess you could say.
0: What do you say to the VIP listeners that that want more content that 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 are clamoring for more content? What do you say to them?
2: I want more content too, guys. Sometimes, you know, you got to put your focus in areas other than content and i know that might sound crazy but it all is going to lead to more content ultimately but it's coming it's coming
0: the goal the goal is there it's like a ladder match we're climbing that ladder trying to grab that money in the bank briefcase or that belt we're 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 a couple rungs away
2: yeah we're always working on new projects If, if any of the vip listeners have any we're always open to ideas we like to produce things with our fans also and uh, we have some cool things in the works, I really think so, Marky.
0: Yeah, no, we do. It's, it's exciting shit, Benny. And uh, Taylor Mathis joining us on the show. She's no stranger to the sports gambling industry, and uh, she has uh, a lot of the same interests that we have.
2: Absolutely. Cool girl, good opinions as far as sports and everything else goes. I'm excited to have her this episode.
0: And she's she's absolutely gorgeous. She's stunning. Uh, not only does she know her sports, she's got the looks to match and she's got a huge Instagram following, uh, 103,000 uh, followers. That's nothing to laugh at, Benny.
2: Absolutely. The girl really has the total package at the moment.
0: And, gang, if you want to follow Taylor on Instagram, that uh, that's only a couple clicks away. She is shy sports chick. No underscores, no anything, just straight through. Chai, C-H-I sports chick. Very simple. You'll love the content, gang, just like you love the On The Mark content. And we appreciate all the comments, all the likes, all the shares, the reposts. Beyond cool, you guys. And one of the many reasons we love the VIP listeners. So, gang, when we get back from break, we're going to have the Chicago sports chick, Taylor Mathis, joining us on The Mark.
3: Okay, I'm finally perfect. You know, this, this. Y'all already know what it is, and yeah, if you don't yeah, then a yeah, yeah, great many yeah. fresh will liking you. Ladies and gentlemen, pimps and players, half ass rappers and true rhyme sayers, come this is the caller. Oh, yes, it is. So hold on to your teenage daughter. What your because knows. this is the call up. A lot more rich and a whole lot smaller. Bring so in your brain, young call-up. Quarter. Quarter. All I can see is the flow. Come on, bring right. in the brain, young call-up. Well I got it. Don't worry, I got it, I got it. Whistle, fuck, chisel, flow sicker than a third flow in hospitals. My charm burst, my watch skittles. I'm hot, sizzle, with up, hot, missle. Holla at a player, I'm sorta like BD. Y'all can't stop my dribble, don't block the layup. Soft top the coupe, mommy, pop a tooth. Don't chase the feeling, baby girl, let it come to you. Remove the ceiling on a girl, now she comfortable. I'm a world class G, mommy, fuck with dude. I got lazy boy bank that's comfortable. I'm an office coordinator, run this show you. Watch your grip, what you ought to do For your ribs get barbecue And my ribs is showing, I say I'm storming, dude This, 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 this is the call to do. What up, real? Come on Ladies and gentlemen, pimps and players Half-ass rappers and true rhyme sales This is the quarter So hold on to your teenage daughter Because this is the quarter A lot
0: more All right, Taylor Mathis, the Chicago sports chick you are now on the mark. Taylor, welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me.
0: Go, no problem. We're glad to have you because, frankly, we've been following each other on Instagram for a while now. We you, have. You got great content. You love your sports. Uh, you're involved with some sports gambling stuff from what I see, and yes. and, and you're, you're pushing that heavily. Why don't you tell our VIP listeners <laughs> about what you got going on there?
1: Yeah, so um, I work for a company called Chat Sports. Uh, they're actually out of Dallas, Texas, but um, I'm kind of their social media uh, director right now. And one of our advertisers and partners is a company called Bet DSI. So it's all online sports gambling. And since I have a really big um, sports following. I basically get people to gamble on sports with me. So that's kind of what I'm always pushing. And um, a lot of times I do giveaways. So like if you bet on sports with me, you can get like free NFL tickets or jerseys, stuff like that.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And when you go live, you, you got hundreds of people watching you talk and whatnot. How long did it take for you to build such a file? Fo- I think you got about a 100-some-odd thousand Instagram followers.
1: Um. Yeah, so... I actually, my following kind of started like two ish years ago when I moved to Nebraska. Um, I was the only girl in the entire state that was a sports reporter and covered sports. So, um, I grew like a really big following basically from just working in Nebraska. And I mean, if you've ever been to Nebraska, they, uh, people love their football, love their sports. So, um, Yeah, I just kind of became, like, pretty well-known in the state, and my following kind of grew from there, surprisingly, which I did not expect. Started off with, like, I don't know, 5,000 followers, and then it really quickly grew to, like, 30,000. I don't really know.
0: And, and you know, gaining all those followers out in Nebraska, that's like, uh, you know, that old saying that, you know, the best surprises and the best things come from the least expected places. And you're capitalizing on it because these people are sticking with you. And that's something I wanted to ask you about, like your journey in a sense. So you started in Chicago, then uh, college in Iowa, at Iowa, and then you went to Nebraska. Now you're down in Arizona. Out Out of all these pit stops, which have you enjoyed the most?
1: Um, well, I'm from a very small town in Illinois, actually. It's called Sandwich, literally, like a sandwich that you eat.
0: Wow. Um, How yeah, small well, of a town?
1: From, um, maybe 2,000 people. It's very tiny. It's cornfields. Wow. So, um, yeah, I'm from a very tiny town in Illinois, about an hour actually from the city. So, I mean, Illinois, like, uh, Sandwich is. <laughs> I guess it's home, but it's not really um, somewhere I like to go back to very often. When I go back to Illinois now, it's pretty much to just visit my family, and that's about it. But on all my pit stops, I would have to say Iowa is probably my favorite because it's just so underrated. I feel like everybody thinks all the Midwestern states are the same. But I don't know. There's something special about Iowa. Maybe it's because I also went to the University of Iowa, and Iowa City is such a fun town. If you haven't been there, like, everybody needs to go. It's a blast. No, I, so, I,
0: I I would I would actually love to get there for a football game sometime. No better tradition than the Hawkeye wave. Uh, oh, yeah, what, definitely. What was a typical college football Saturday for you uh, like in, um, at, in school?
1: Yeah, so it kind of depended. My freshman and sophomore year, it was a lot, um, I guess, more fun. I was in a sorority, and I really tried out. Um, so, typically, depending on if the game was really early in the morning, you know, my friends and I, we would be up at, like, 5 a.m. Getting ready in our sorority, pre-gaming, all that stuff. And then going to one of the giant Pratt tailgates, which I, a lot of people, like, look up Iowa tailgate videos because Iowa tailgate is probably one of the craziest things, like, I've ever experienced.
0: What makes it so, so crazy? What what separates it from up other up a, you tailgates? You
1: look up a video for yourself. It's it's nuts. Like, just the amount of people that are at these tailgates, and it's, like, in a backyard that usually, like, a frat will rent out. It's pretty crazy. So, I don't know. Tailgating at Iowa is definitely something special. So, that was always really fun. And then, um, at Iowa, you only have to be 18 to get into the bars. So, uh, we went to the bars usually if we didn't go to the game after tailgating. But then my junior and senior year, I worked for a TV station, so I generally went to all of the games and covered the games um, for TV. So that was obviously a way different experience because I would wake up early and go work instead of drink. So Of,
0: of course. Yeah, one, yeah one's different. more uh, sustainable of a lifestyle than the other. But I'm sure a, yeah. par- I'm sure a party had missed those tailgates.
1: Oh, definitely. No, I I felt some uh, missing out when my friends would come back, like, to our apartment, very drunk, and I was sitting there very sober, working on stuff for work, so I definitely missed some of the tailgates, but I go back to Iowa like once or twice a season still since I've graduated, so it's a good time. Oh, of
0: course, of course. Now, what what attracted you to life in the media? What made you say, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, sacrifice some of my fun times at Iowa, and I'm going to start my career and, and get my uh, degree, you know, media-related, with media-related yeah. work. Yeah,
1: yeah so um, I was really involved when I was younger. Like, I grew up doing theater and, like, music and everything and always being in front of people. And my grandpa is, like, the biggest sports fan ever. He's the one that got me really into sports, him and my noni. They took me to, that's my grandma, by the way. Okay,
0: we figured that.
1: (laughs) They took me to my first Cubs game when I was four. And, like, my grandpa would always, like, tell me, I feel like you'd be really good at being, like, one of those sportscasters out there on the field. When I was little, I obviously didn't think that much of it, but, I mean, from the age of, like, I learned how to do a scorecard. Baseball's my sport, too. So, I learned how to do a scorecard when I was, like, six. And I was obsessed with baseball, like, from then on out. And my love for sports just kind of grew. So, then when I was looking at colleges, I knew I wanted to go to a Big Ten school, for sure. Because I figured I'd get more sports experience than going to a smaller school in Illinois. And my dad's from Iowa, so that's kind of what drew me to look at Iowa. And I pretty much knew going into college that I wanted to go into sports journalism.
0: Okay, you had it set. So the family uh, roots kind of set the foundation, and you built on it. That's very cool. Yeah. I, I admire that. I really do. Now, you said you're a baseball girl. You've been harping on this since we started, you know, having our discussions and whatnot. How devastated were you with the, the Cubs finish to their uh, 2018 season?
1: I was I was pretty sad, but if I'm being honest, I, I, like, had a feeling that we weren't going to win, like, from the start. So, I wasn't too shocked, especially because, I mean, the Cubs, like, have such a great lineup. But I feel like consistently throughout the season, we'd have a game where we'd score like 15 runs and then we'd have a slump where we scored like zero or one run every single game. So, I mean, I just felt like consistently, and like we did that with the Brewers the day before and then going into the game against the Rockies, like you can't win do or die games like that with yeah. one run. So, I just, I, I had a feeling. I honestly had a, a bad feeling going into it. I mean, I'm still so happy. I mean, going what? We've been in the playoffs last Four years in a row, so I can't say I'm disappointed, but I mean, I, I'm slightly disappointed because I'd like them to still be playing, but I'm going for the Braves now. Interesting. Um, I'm, I'm cheering for an underdog team, and I always cheer National League, too, so I have to pick a National League team.
0: And the Braves got a great logo and great uniforms.
1: They do. They do.
0: Now, Joe Madden, the Cubs manager, is kind of local to Philadelphia and uh, I'm hearing a lot of heat around his name. Some Cubs fans aren't exactly pleased with him. What's your stance and what's your vibe uh, from I the actually, Cubs fan base on Joe Madden and his future with so, the team?
1: Yeah, it's so funny that you brought that up because I was actually, like, scrolling through Instagram and looking, like, ESPN and, like, a Cubs page that I follow. Everybody was talking about, like, it's rumored that Joe Madden is going to come back for his fifth year of his contract, and... In my opinion, I was kind of like, well, why wouldn't
0: I don't think Joe Madden's going anywhere. Too much success. uh, Just to bring the World Series back there, uh, you know, a few years ago. Tremendous. The Cubs are going to be fine. These things happen. When you're good, when you're relevant in baseball, uh, you're bound to get bounced out every now and then. Everybody else gets a turn.
1: Definitely. Definitely.
0: Now, Got to ask you this, and a lot of our VIP listeners are Eagles fans, so they're not going to love to hear this. But how the hell did you end up a Cowboys fan, a cowgirl?
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, I said before, I danced from Iowa. Right. So growing up in Iowa, you know, there's no protein. So he's been a Hawkeye fan his whole life, pretty much. When he was younger, I mean, obviously, I, we're too young to know about this, but he only had a couple, like, cable channels when he was a kid growing up. And the Cowboys are obvi- were always obviously on the main stations. So that's one of the only teams he was able to watch growing up. So he like fell in love with Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman. Sure. And then, you know, he married my mom, moved to Illinois. He's been in Illinois ever since. But he pretty much turned my mom into a Cowboys fan and me and my sister will raise Cowboys fans. Now, well, I I'm a Cowboys fan because of it.
0: Oh, I respect that. It's not it's not like you're a front runner. You weren't around for the glory years. In fact, no. my co-host, my producer, Benny Spielberg, he's he's a Cowboys fan as well, and uh, it's kind of the same thing for him. He wasn't really necessarily around for the glory years. I mean. The Cowboys right. are somewhat of a starved franchise at this point. They haven't won much uh, at all, really,
1: in a while. Yeah,
0: you, you know, and definitely. It, they, they always stay relevant though because of Jerry Jones.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. And there's always some controversy surrounding them all the time. Now, so they're, they're always there.
0: Exactly. Now I'd imagine in Iowa, too, there what there's a lot of Chiefs fans and Broncos fans around.
1: There, I think there are, but honestly, there are a lot of Cowboys iowa too right like a lot a a lot of cowboys fans and i also just think you know like everybody i know some people argue with me and say they're not america's team anymore but i mean they were america's team for so long that i feel like a lot of people around my dad's age are are cowboys fans that live in iowa that i know
0: gotcha gotcha now switching gears to basketball you cover the suns right
1: i do and, i do cover the suns
0: and i used to love their uniforms back in the day really and they seem <laughs> to change their uniforms every year not to mention their, their their team seems to change from year to year
1: oh yeah definitely they do
0: what, what what's the 2018-19 season expectations for the suns
1: so um i would say probably the same as they were last year not expected to win much obviously um Devin Booker's kind of just always the talk of um, Talking Stick Resort. That's where they play just because he's kind of the only one that anybody ever really cares to watch or pay attention to. Because he's obviously the only star on the team. Um, I think people get more excited in Arizona when a good team is coming to play them because they're hoping they're going to see some superstars from the other teams. Yeah. So, like... When the Cavs would come out, like, people were hoping LeBron was going to play or a lot of people would show up for the Lakers games because of ball and stuff like that. To actually come and watch the Suns, I feel like it's few and far between out here. Um, uh, the arena tends to be pretty empty most of the time.
0: You're, you're one of the only people in there?
1: Oh, uh, I feel like that sometimes, <laughs> for sure. Everything's very laid back, though, because they're not really ex- – to win, so if they do, it's exciting. But like going into like the locker room and stuff, talking to players after games, I, I almost feel bad sometimes because they are like so sick of the media asking them about like another developmental loss or something like that. I'm sure they get pretty tired of the same questions.
0: Yeah, I, they totally do. They totally do. <laughs> uh, now, who in media were even if it was a, a celebrity in another industry? Uh, that, you know, whether it's acting or whatever it may be, who, who do you kind of look up to? Like I said, it could be in media, it could be uh, in the Hollywood type world, in sports. Who do you kind of look up to and use it almost
1: as a role model? Oh, that's a good question. So, like, my dream job is not like most other sports broadcasting girls, I feel like they all want to be on AFPN and everything like that. Like, my dream, which might be kind of strange to some people, but I feel like everything's going towards the digital age nowadays. So, um, like, Chat Sports, the company that I'm working with in Dallas, they're all digitally based. And my dream is to eventually work for Barstool because I feel like I would be great at something like that. So yeah. they're kind of like my, my um, goals, like dreams to get to them would be, like, my ultimate thing. But a person that I look up to... Not that she's in the whole barstool world, but Olivia Harlan now Ducker is probably one of my favorite sportscasters, just because she's so young and she's like made a name for herself already. Obviously with ESPN, she's yeah. probably like my my number one go to. I would say.
0: Now, now, uh, Taylor, let me ask you a question here. You have more followers than many of the Barstool employees. What's, stop, what's stopping you from reaching out to them and seeing if they could carve out a role for you?
1: I thought about that, but I'm like, I don't even know how I would go about doing it. I think it's... I thought it's, about it uh, here I'll, and there, and I'm like, I don't know what I would do. You know, they just hired, um, I don't know, this girl, uh, she actually went to Illinois State University, which is where my sister was. Casey,
0: Casey Smith?
1: No, no not casey the she's the girl that worked for boston before for boston yeah yes this girl's brand new like she literally is starting this week and she's gonna be on like chicks in the office and stuff yeah i think it's l or ellen but she has a huge twitter following so that's why they hired her yeah Um, and she like literally just graduated college and I thought about it, but I'm like, I don't even know who I would reach out to or how one goes about getting a job at Barstool. Yeah. But I have thought about it. I feel like I have a good following for for that type of position.
0: You, you, I'm not kidding because I know people have done it and have gotten responses and have gotten interviews. You would just uh, DM Dave Portnoy.
1: Really? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I might go do that after
0: we talk. And uh, if if he likes what he sees or what he hears, he will get back to you. And
1: all I, right. I well, can
0: almost promise you he's gonna like what like what he sees and like <laughs> what likes what he hears. Now you got well, a, a lot of pictures now, uh, Taylor, on your Instagram. You're you're almost like a, a model in some ways with all these bikini shots and what not. <laughs> all these different outfits. Do you do any modeling?
1: No. No. Literally ever in my life. I've never done a photo shoot for anything. I've never, never, ever done anything. I think like when my Instagram following started getting bigger, I've gotten approached by a lot of photographers or brands and stuff like that. But I just like don't see myself in
0: that. <laughs> right, way. right. So, like, it's I not your that, passion. I could, right.
1: I could never see. I feel like I would be the most awkward, quirkiest dorpiest person if I did a photo shoot ever. So I just feel like I'd be so weird. So I would never do it. But um yeah, I do have a lot of, you know, pictures, mixed you in know, with my sports pictures, right. and all that kind of stuff for
0: sure. It's a good it's a good blend of content.
1: It's a balance. Yeah.
0: Now, now I, g- I gave you some advice telling you to DM Dave Portnoy if you're looking to work at Barstool. Now why, um, now why don't you give our VIP listeners some advice uh, if you know, for any of the uh, male VIP listeners who are looking to slide into chicks' DMs, Ooh, what's the I best? Question. What's the best way for them to go about that, or what? what are some telltale signs that you know they should go about that if they were thinking about on the fence whether to do it or not?
1: Okay, so that's a that's a good question. I would definitely steer away from like the high, like, how are you, or something like that. Cause that's just like really basic. I know for me, like, I find it funnier, like, uh, don't be inappropriate or gross. That's another huge thing. Like, nobody, sure. nobody's going to answer stuff like that. And I think for me, if people like have like a funny, like, joke, or specifically if you know a girl's into something, like, for me, it's for other girls, maybe they have a passion for modeling or whatever outdoors. Like, there's a lot of girls who have really good, right. you know, like hunting or fishing profiles. Maybe try to talk to them about a subject that they like enjoy talking about. Because I honestly, I'm super interactive with my following. I literally answer every single comment on every single one of my pictures. Yep. I DM back some people. Some people. <laughs> I shouldn't say all people, if they're asking you genuinely something about sports, I definitely will talk with them. But, like, I don't know. If they're funny or they're talking to me about something that I'm interested in, like, I think that's a good way to go about it. Just Don't be weird. I think that's the
0: biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, look, <laughs> I, I would say that's fair and that's reasonable. Uh, what's the weirdest thing any guy has ever said to you in your DMs?
1: Oh, God. I I honestly couldn't even tell you what these specific. The weirdest thing is. But I've had some some weird DMs. I mean, I feel like girls like that get, um big Instagram followings so tend to get like some weird dude like trying to be sugar daddies. I've had a lot. Okay. Like, yeah, They're, that, That's day. actually a
0: politically incorrect term now. They, they they made it glucose guardian. Oh, really? Yeah, they kind of <laughs> made it a little more PC. So it was a glucose okay. guardian.
1: Oh, in my so I politely decline I would say weird thing I mean, I've gotten some really weird things about like guys like wearing like feet pictures and weird stuff like that, feet. like these guys' foot wow. foot fetishes. Yeah, for sure. That seems like a big thing nowadays. um Those are probably like some of the weirdest. I can't really think of like anything specifically that i was like that's super weird but i would say on average i get a couple hundred messages a day and a decent amount of them are weird (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah no question about it i mean look uh, requesting uh feet pictures that's strange (laughs) i don't know what gets a person there you know how there's like all that psychology behind those type of fetishes? Oh, yeah, definitely. I have no clue what the uh, psychology behind a, a foot fetish would be.
1: Me, me either. Who knows? But it, there's got to be something. There has
0: to be an answer to it. Uh, For sure. No, there definitely is. Probably it's a Google <laughs> search away. Now, do you have any predictions for your, your Cowboys or, or, or your Hawkeyes going forward uh, for the oh. rest of their seasons? All oh, right, think about
3: that. Cow-
1: I don't think I don't think we're gonna do anything major I'm like pretty sad because um I honestly thought at first I got on the, the Jack Prescott bandwagon for sure like loving him first season you know that he started uh after Romo was injured but like now that I'm really starting to think about it like people were super hard on Romo that were Cowboys fans and then like Jack Prescott's, like, untouchable, I almost feel like. Like, nobody will say anything bad about him. But in reality, so far this year and, like, last year, he wasn't that impressive. So, yeah, I would like, have to
0: agree with you there. Yeah, so,
1: like, I, I don't think the Cowboys are going to do much this year at all. I just – I don't see it. You see so them missing the playoffs? Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't, <laughs> I don't think we're going to the playoffs. I think the Bears have a better chance, which I still pay a lot of attention to the Bears being from the Chicago area too. Okay. So, they're kind of like – my Cowboys don't do well, I will be cheering for the Bears to see where they go. Sure. For sure. So, um, I'll give it, like, the Bears over the Cowboys this year, honestly. I'll still cheer for my Cowboys first, but I think the Bears will do better. And guys, um, I, I was actually in Iowa for the Iowa-Wisconsin game. Nice. And I really thought that we were going to win. Like I thought we had a pretty good chance because I feel like also the Hawkeye's tend to get like pushed to the bottom always of the big ten like they are not gonna be that great. They and do I feel like we're always on the cusp of like possibly being in the top twenty five and not being in the top twenty five. I think like, a lot really, a lot
0: of it has to do with their style of play.
1: Yes, definitely, definitely agree, but I really thought we were gonna pull off that game against Wisconsin. And I was like, we're gonna make it in the top twenty-five then. And then, you know, we didn't win, but it was still, I mean, it was a close game. and It was a good game, too, to watch. So, I really feel like the Hawkeyes, I mean, obviously, we're not going to the playoffs or anything like that, but I mean, I think, um, what do we play this weekend? We play Minnesota. I think we'll, we'll definitely win that. I think our next couple games, then after that, are Maryland, Northwestern, like, I think we got good chances to beat both of them, Nebraska, for sure, like. I think we could win a majority of the rest of our games left. I could see that happening, but uh, we'll see. So, so then...
0: you, Taylor, you got Iowa in the national championship game.
1: <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> not. <laughs> Definitely not the national championship game, but um, I don't think I think like the rest of our schedule is honestly pretty easy. So I don't think we're we're gonna have like a, too much trouble with our next upcoming games. I think Wisconsin. Might have been the hardest game on our schedule for this year, if I'm remembering who. I don't know who else we all play the rest of the season, but I feel like that might have been our most difficult
0: game. Yeah, no, you're right, Taylor. Uh, A a team I've been keeping an eye on down down around your new home is Arizona State with Herm Edwards, the Sun Devils, dying to uh, get to an Arizona State game. I like seeing Herm, my man, back on the sideline.
1: Yeah, I have not. So I have not been to an ASU game yet. But um, I was. Where was I? Oh, I was in Dallas actually for um, the ASU Michigan State game, and I was like very disappointed uh, that, that was, I wasn't was a... there because I had tickets for it too and I didn't go because how I had how close to are
0: you to where they play?
1: So I live in um, Scottsdale. Sure. And I don't. I don't know if you've ever been to Arizona, but Scottsdale, Phoenix, and Tempe are like basically all smushed into like one area. Right. So really, to get to like ASU in the Tempe area, it probably takes me maybe fifteen to twenty minutes. So everything's like fairly. Yeah, you're well. right there. I'm not too, yeah, I'm not too far. I mean, when people go out here, they either go to Old Town, which is an area of Scottsdale, or they go to the bars on Mill, which are the ASU bars. So uh, and I've heard I've
0: heard great things about both.
1: They're both, they're both very. Fun. Old Town is like honestly a mini Vegas, is what most people compare it to. It casinos, bottle service. All uh, no, but it's like got all the lights, like all the bottle service girls. Like the places are open super late. It's very like clubby and loungy. Cool. cool. Um, yeah, that's kind of the Old Town vibe. So you have to be like in the mood to really want to go out if you're right. going out in Old Town. Um, and then Mill is definitely more of like a college bar scene. Um, it's really fun, but I feel like I'm starting to get like a tad too old to possibly go to some no, of those bars. That's not true. I, feel like, I think I am. I feel no. like I'm starting to be like the oldest one there. So no, it, I tend to go out more mental. old town than mill.
0: Okay. Fair enough. A lot of gorgeous yeah. girls going to Arizona state. A lot of hot sun devils.
1: They're, they're, I feel like everybody says it's like a, a smoke show university. It, it, it is. is. It is, There's definitely a lot of good-looking girls that go to ASU.
0: I wonder what their tailgates are like.
1: They probably have. See, I've heard that they don't really tailgate too much for ASU. It's more of, like, going to the bars on Mill before the game.
0: Well, that's actually very cool. I like that.
1: Yeah, it's extremely hot here. Sure, you want to be in that air conditioning. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Like, even right now, I mean, it's, I don't even know what time, like, six o'clock here, it's still 95 degrees. So it's, it's still hot.
0: No, that's good. You know, some people like that. Some people, I prefer that. Some people can't stand it. I prefer it.
1: I, I absolutely love it. Um, summers are a tiny bit brutal when you walk outside and every day it's like 120 and you're dying. But, um, (laughs) I mean, once you get through like those three months, honestly, like the weather out here is beautiful all the time. Like you wake up every day and the sun is up, which is a nice, like change of pace to go out to compared to living in the midwest where it's like cold majority of the year
0: do you get any rain down there
1: no we we actually just got like the biggest amount of rain i think arizona has seen in a really long time the past three days it rained so hard that there were actually as they were saying waterfalls coming off of uh Camelback Mountain, right. which is one of, like, the top, like, hiking places in the Phoenix-Scottsdale area, okay. and that's never happened before. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's
0: that, been raining every day in Philly for, like, uh, yeah, the entire summer things. and all September.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's see, so it annoying. Rain is not my thing, so, like, the past three days here, I was like, when is the sun coming back? But today mm-hmm. it was sunny all day, well, and everything's dried up now. <laughs> so, on On the so mark brought good. some
0: sunshine to your life.
1: Yes, Definitely.
0: And uh, look, we're so glad you joined us on the show. Great talk. We'll have to have you on again sometime. And we'll, uh, you know, we'll see what these Cowboys do, what your Hawkeyes do, and you know, the rest of the baseball postseason. It, this is a great time of the year for sports. Not to mention the McGregor fight Saturday night. Oh
1: yeah, I'm not a big UFC um, fight type person. I will admit, I don't pay that much attention to it. Might be know, something to tap into. Fights. I heard. A lot of that, gonna, like, get into that there's not a lot of girls that are into that
0: exactly. but
1: i don't know when i watch those fights like i oh like i don't know when there's like a bad hit or something i just i can't even look
0: now, no. no, yeah, you know, okay. Well, then it's if it's not for you, it's not for you. Now, I I, <laughs> I, I got to ask you this question, and I I wasn't going to, but I I got to ask you, and and it's not coming from you know a bad place. It's it's coming from a positive place. Last week we had a big Twitter disagreement with Barstool's newest employee, Casey uh, Smith, and oh uh, really? Oh, she was irate, and she stuck the dogs on us pretty good. Uh, and all I was trying to make she she was making a point. That there wasn't a lot of women in the mainstream sports media, and I kind of disagreed. Uh, I think a lot mm. there's a lot you know uh, on the sidelines and hosting many of the major shows, uh, especially in the NFL, NBA. But whatever, she disagreed. Really got she said I mansplained it to her, <laughs> so which is a new term. But I, I didn't mean to come across rude. But then things escalated and what have you. So what I want to ask you is. Do you think there's a fair amount of females that comment and work with men alongside and with men's sports?
1: I would say it's definitely growing for sure. Like, there are obviously way more women in the sports industry than there ever was in the past. Are there, like still ratio wise, though? Like, um, when I just went out to Dallas, I went out there to work with Chat Sports, and I was the only female. So their whole department, all their on-air people, all their producers, everybody is male. The CEO is male. So uh, I agree with her, but I also agree with you because I think like there are a lot of a lot more women than there ever has been in the past. But I still feel like when you look at it, like ratio wise, we're still definitely underhanded compared to the men in the sports industry.
0: Right, and and I would probably say that's fair, and and she probably could have explained it as eloquently as you just did uh, if she would have t- taken a little more time instead of just getting kind of upset. You know, the thing is this, maybe from my perspective, you know, the optics of the mainstream media, I do see a lot of women commenting, commentating, and, uh, you know, being journalists for the sport, but Behind the scenes, with the maybe the smaller companies, the more local companies, maybe there isn't as many women. I wouldn't know. I'm not there. Uh,
1: I yeah. I would like what you're saying right now. I would definitely agree because like I I worked at a small TV station when I was in Nebraska. Um, covering the Huskers, I was, the old, like I said, I was the only girl in the state that covered sports. Yeah. But then when you look at things, like, more nationally, like you're saying, like, you know... CBS, NBA, Fox, like, ESPN, yeah, like NFL of, Network. All the, all the sideline reporters are female. Every For the majority. Yeah, and I also, like, I, I'm not afraid to admit, like, I think, like, uh, women in sports that are gonna try to downplay the fact that the reason why they're on the sideline is because of their looks. Like, I, I just think like you just need to take it like for what it's worth. Like, don't try to act that part of the reason that you're on camera and the other guy's not is because of what you look like. I just think like work with what you got. Like, what, you're you're attractive. Like, don't take it as an insult that you're on the sideline, partially right. because you know sports and because you're attractive. So that's you're... how that's how I look at yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I mean. If anything, that's that's an asset that anybody would use to their advantage. It's like, yeah, you know, exactly. a, a seven-footer isn't going to decide, hey, I don't want to play basketball because I'm seven feet right. tall. They're going right. to try to play basketball. Yeah. So, like, why would you use these, these gifts uh, and these assets you have for any specific industry you may be pursuing and try to turn them into a negative? It's kind of strange right. to do that, in my opinion
1: right i agree i think um it's like a hard uh hard line with emails because like i've said to people that i've worked for in the sports industry like it's of course it's not what you want to be essentially known for because you want to be known for the fact that you know what you're talking about too but i mean it, it does come into play like it's just part of it it's part of the business too i mean there's a reason why there's makeup artists in tv hear people agents that tell you how you have to dress and look like it's
0: just part of it hey even men wear makeup on tv how does that make them feel and makes a lot of them look very stupid so i don't know (laughs) i don't know how they'll feel but you know it's the truth but it is Taylor. what a great productive interesting conversation (laughs) i enjoyed it i know the vip listeners did i'm going to shoot you a text a little later we'll put a recap on this have a great rest of your night though We're going to finish off uh, on the mark here. And until next time, Taylor.
1: Thank you. Thank you guys for
0: having me. No problem. Have a good one. You too. Bye. (laughs) Oh man, Benny! Did Taylor Mathis deliver bigly or what? She's the best, isn't she?
2: Oh, absolutely! Hell of a girl. I like that accent on her, real Midwestern. Yes,
0: yes. I like how we get this regional audience. We bring in regional people. You know, we've had California people, Texas people, Midwest. You name it. We're going uh, national. We're going global. We enjoy this stuff, man.
2: Absolutely. I mean, she was talking about those Sun Games being a little empty. Maybe we can get a couple tickets to that, Marky. Go visit her.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. I mean. I got a laundry list of uh, stadiums and arenas I want to hit. I really do want to get down to Arizona. I want to get to an Arizona State football game.
2: I've been to Arizona. I've actually been to the Suns Arena.
0: Well, why don't you let the VIP listeners know? You almost went to Arizona State, right?
2: that is true. That was my second choice right right after West Virginia.
0: And uh, there's a level of regret there, no?
2: Slightly. I love West Virginia. I love my time there. But, you know, looking back the nine extra months of sun would have been really nice
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah the weather the pool parties you know oh my god maybe if Gronkowski told me about those pool parties when I was making my decision things would have been different
0: and I guess the Arizona state and Arizona U have to be relatively close to one another
2: yeah absolutely
0: oh man that's a good scene down there I could just tell I got to get down there
2: yeah I am Benny,
0: I'm on the next flight down. I definitely regret it a little as soon as I'm down. there,
2: I definitely regret it a little, Marky. I'm itching to get out there. Me that's and Taylor for sure. are
0: starting a podcast. Benny, you're the okay. odd man out.
2: Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Who's going to produce it, Marky?
0: <laughs> I wouldn't want anybody else in the world producing this podcast, folks, except Benny Spielberg. Sure. Gang, I hope you enjoyed this little episode we had here. Talked, touched on some new stuff. You know, we're not a sports show, but when we have sports guests, we'll, we'll talk sports with the best of them. We'll wheel and deal with the best of them. And speaking of sports talk, here in Philadelphia, had some breaking news this week, some shakeups at 97.5 The Fanatic, where they got rid of a guy by the name of Aton Shander. A lot of you guys don't even know who that is. Nope. Uh, I do know who it is uh, from being connected close to this industry uh, and, you know, from listening to Sports Talk Radio. So I do know who Aton is. We had a massive, massive uh, Twitter war with Aton. I believe, back in August where Benny Spielberg went as far as to tell him that he would eventually be fired. Well, it only took all of about two months, not even. Aton is out at 97.5 The Fanatic. Uh, on the mark called it, gang. I hate to tell you that. I hate to act that way. We're not know-it-all. You know, we're not the know-it-all type of show. But we, you know, when we get something right, we're going to let you know we got it right. Aton Shander was a psycho, um, unprofessional condescending guy on air. Now I'm not saying that's why he was fired. I believe believe some of it did have to do with his social media activity. Frankly, I didn't have time to look into the story too closely, but we told the guy he was going to be fired. He's fired and the rest is history. Benny, you got some tidbits about this thing that maybe I whiffed on, I missed on?
2: Well, you know, I just went back on the conversation a little and he had commented after our Conversation with the great Greg Murphy. You had uh, told him that we touched on a few of those topics. He said nobody has time for that.
0: Oh, so I, I let him
2: know nobody has time to listen to a radio show on sports. Says the guy with a sports radio show.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This guy is a psychopath and very unprofessional. We had it, the the whole thing uh, started regarding. A Phillies disagreement, oddly enough. And I said, well, look, we just had one of the Phillies announcers on, the great Greg Murphy, a guy who became a good friend of ours who we adore. We think he's the man. And I said, why don't you take a listen, Aton? Tell us what you think. He says nobody has time for that. Benny tells him, well, nobody has time to listen to a sports talk show? That's what you do for a living, you nut. He must have something going on behind the scenes. And I hate to speculate, Benny. Maybe he's on drugs. Maybe it's alcohol-related. I don't know. I don't know but it's weird and 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 kind of kind of alarming that people like this get that type of platform yet we have to muck and grind for everything we get
2: absolutely and you know he tried to make the comment telling us that we don't have a radio show which is ironic considering <laughs> now he doesn't have a radio show which i told him in august on august 4th soon enough neither will you <laughs>
0: Man, you got to screenshot that. We got to, we got to, we got to have, we're going to have to post that, Benny.
2: Yeah, like I told him, I was willing to bet that he had some of the worst ratings of anyone at his station or even the entire city. And I told him it seemed like he was pretty insecure about those numbers. He says nobody cares. I asked him, is that what you're going to tell your bosses when they're about to can your ass?
0: Yep. Yep. That's all real talk. And, you know, when you're not a humble guy, on Twitter, when you're condescending, when you're a know-it-all, uh, you just open up the door to get attacked, and you open up the door to get ripped apart, and that's what he did.
2: Yeah, and now he's fired for it. Uh,
0: the, the jobless Aton Shander. He will not be missed by us, and I don't know if anybody will miss him, to be honest. I don't even know if most people know who the hell he is.
2: I truly didn't even know who he is until that conversation.
0: So, like, that's the difference when people try to put our show down. No, we're trending upwards. You already have your platform, and you're doing nothing with it.
2: Yeah, well, guess what? what Dylan McKinnon is going to really miss him because he was the one guy that Uh, came to Eden's aid.
0: I know. I know. Yeah, that kid was a joke. But anywho, gang, we hope you enjoyed the show. The the on-the-mark wars continue. Until next time, gang. You are now off the mark. You
3: could thank me now. Uh, go ahead. Thank me later. Yeah, I know what I said. But later doesn't always come, so instead It's the okay, you could thank me now. Um uh, Yeah. Well alright. from the hardest act to follow. Lately I've been drinking like there's a message in a bottle Aloha's to women with no ties To men that I know well That way there are no lies You can thank me now for all the info I give to you niggas I'm on the brink of influential I'm here for you niggas I guess a hit doesn't add up to a career for you niggas I must have been hard to watch What a year for you niggas It's December 31st and we in Miami just meditating You got your resolutions We just got reservations Living out a dream it feels like I stayed up, and we just want to party. Pat Ryan straight up, fuck that old shit. I'm on new things, O-V-O click, red wing boot game. Yeah, we want it all. Half was never the agreement. Who'd have thought the route we chosen would ever end up the scenic? I could relate to kids going straight to the league, when they recognize that you got what it takes to succeed. And that's around the time that your idols become your rivals. You make friends with Mike, I got an ai him for your survival. Damn, I swear sports and music are so synonymous Cause we wanna be them, and they wanna be us Yeah. So on behalf of the demanded and the entertainment that you take for granted You, you could thank me now, and oh my goodness, you're welcome, you're welcome At this point, me is who I am trying to save myself from Rappers hit me up and I never know what to tell them Cause they think that I can help them get back to where they fell from but drink up, cause everyone here is good tonight. Except the niggas that I came with, they good for life. Yeah, that's how you know it's going down. In case another chance never comes around, you could thank me now. Uh, go ahead. Thank me later, yeah, I know what I said. But later doesn't always come, so instead, it's a, okay, you could thank me now.